Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 160, and you are with your high priest, Conchi Ray. Welcome, welcome. This is a uh, a new comic book review. So uh, just myself this time, um, we'll be looking at the latest release of The Avengers Volume 8, Issue 35, Part 3 of The Age of Conchu. Um, so, so glad that you could join me, join us, join all the loonies for this episode. Uh, a big thank you, as always, at the top of our show, I'd like to thank our Patroonies. Um, so, Dustin, Justin, Wayne, Josh, James, Russell and Anthony, thank you so much, guys, for um, for contributing and supporting the show. Uh, it goes a long way. It's actually sprouted another show in in the To Know Her Is To Fear Her Spider-Woman podcast. So a big thank you for that. I'm having a lot of fun over there as well. Uh, and also a big thanks to our two sponsors, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. Well, loonies, as mentioned, this will be a uh, a review and some feedback, I guess a bit of a reaction episode to the recently released Avengers um, part uh, of uh, the Age of Conchu, but before that, uh, just a little little bit of chat. Newswise, look, there's not much. There never usually is. I was about to uh, let you know about a particular video for some leaks for Moon Knight, the TV show, but uh, as I say this, I recently have just deleted that. That was uh, that was spam, reported as spam on our our group page. So uh, a big thank you for the the loonies to report that. And uh, I didn't open that at all. But um, needless to say, it's no surprise that there isn't any news as yet. Uh, the only thing I did here was, I guess, with scheduling, um, they're looking at a. a th- I believe they're saying now the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show might get pushed to 2021, and that will push all the other other shows like Miss Marvel, um, uh, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk further back as well. Uh, there was also something on an article, which sorry, pardon me, which mentioned uh, that their priorities would be on Hawkeye and Miss Marvel as a TV show. Now, whether that will affect the Moon Knight TV show or whether that will run the risk of it being I don't know, just maybe cancelled or or what have you. Uh, it's prioritised a lot further down along with She-Hulk. We'll just have to wait and see. But that was a bit of an interesting bit of news which I did find on the interwebs. Uh, it kind of makes sense with Hawkeye maybe taking a bit more of a front um, front step, I guess, by way of TV shows. I mean, the character has really been established in the movies, in the MCU, so it makes sense. Uh, and also, Miss Marvel's quite a popular character as well, so uh, uh, maybe her ties with um, Inhumans, I'm not too sure, but uh, she definitely has a, a very strong fan base, so um, I can see that those two being the priorities for the TV show, alongside, you know, the usual, the staple Falcon, Winter Soldier, and uh, and WandaVision, and What If, and, and all those shows. Uh, but hopefully that will not affect the Moon Knight TV show. We'll just have to wait and, uh, and see. Um, so apart from that news, what has been happening around the traps with myself, uh, Moon Knight related, the big thing I want to mention is that uh, not that long ago, I teamed up with a good friend of the show, the Drop King, Phil, uh, Phil Perich from Capes and Lunatics and Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks, and uh, and we had a good chat with um, two industry legends, Terry Kavanagh and Howard Mackey. So we had a good couple of hours just talking to those guys. They were so accommodating um, and so personable and had a lot of stories to tell. So uh, a lot of good um, material in the recording. It's great. Um, Just to let you know that uh, in the future episodes, we'll be releasing 
I think there's an Over the Moon coming up, which is an ARC review. Um, I'll play an excerpt of Terry Kavanagh talking about his experience on Mark Spector Moon Knight, the 90s series, uh, his arcs towards the end. Uh, now, I, I have got earmarked to do in the Over the Moon segment in a couple of weeks um, the Blood Brothers uh, arc, which he did, uh, which was from memory, oh gosh, I think in the early 30s issues um, of the Mark Spector Moon Knight. We'll cover that, but alongside that, I'll, I'll throw in some of the chat that um, that we had with Terry Kavanagh. Very interesting fella, uh, very fine chap. Uh, and also, as an added bonus, um, we did chat to Howard Mackey about his, one of my favorite issues of Moon Knight and, and all-time comic book issues, um, Mark Spector Moon Knight, issue 25, with Howard Mackey writing, um, writing a Moon Knight tale alongside his favorite character, um, Ghost Rider. So have a little bit of material there with, with Howard speaking of his experience over at um, at the Moon Knight stable. Now also as well, we talked, we expanded because uh, I joined Phil on a monthly show doing the Scarlet Spider, as some of you know. Uh, we did talk about the Clone Saga, which we'll add to our um, to our show there. Um, but the entirety of the, the conversation, which was, uh, oh geez, it's about two hours long, uh, we, we covered a lot. We we covered the ins and outs of the Marvel office back in the day, um, just um, some other colleagues, uh, the great Mark Grunewald, uh, Moon Knight, Spider-Man, uh, you name it. We talked about it, the early stuff that Terry and Howard wrote. Um, that's all covered in that, and that will be an exclusive Patroni or Patreon um, episode. So look out for that soon as well. Uh, very excited to have uh, chatted with the two those two legends um, so that has been keeping me busy as well. Um, added to that also the, the additional shows which I do, um, that's, um, that's keeping me off the streets, so to speak. So uh, a lot of fun's been had with that. Um, so we, we have some feedback for, for this issue. Um, we'll get to it as well, but uh, as always, what I want to do is round out what we are going to do. And as mentioned, Avengers Volume 8, Issue 35, Part 3, The Age of Conchu. Now, what we generally... And this is available, sorry, on, on uh, Floppy uh, and on digital as well, and I'm assuming down down the track in trade, of course. Uh, this was released in August two, 2020. Uh, we have writer Jason Aaron, penciler and inker Javier Garon, uh, colorist Jason Keith, letterer Corey Petit, uh, and editors... Tom Brevoort and Alana Smith and Martin Byro as well as assistant editor. Um, so yeah, um, so what we generally do uh, is a little bit different. This is just be by, me by myself. What I'm going to do, I'm going to run through the bare bones, which is a synopsis of the issue for those that want a summary of what it was all about. Uh, and then I'll get into some points, I guess, what I liked and didn't like about the issue. Uh, and since it's only myself, I'm going to bleed this into some uh, listener feedback as well. So we, we've got a fair, uh, a fair bit of uh, listener feedback. Interesting to hear what you guys thought of this issue as well. Um, previously, parts one and two, I found entertaining, though the first two issues to me were, were really quick, um, fast-paced. They threw a lot at the reader, um, so I was a little overwhelmed with it and I wasn't too sure how Moon Knight was depicted in it uh, especially with him just picking up all those um, the powers from the 1 million BC Avengers but uh, we'll see how we go with this issue 3 so for the bare bones uh, this is a little different as well I had not written this so I'm just going to go through quickly uh, by flicking through this comic uh, so it opens up with a million years ago and we see um, alongside the a million BC um, Avengers, we see a first iteration of Moon Knight, uh, which seems to be Khonshu inspired uh, one of the Neanderthals or the cavemen, um, and and they or it or he attacks the one million BC Avengers, including the likes of Black Panther, um, Iron Fist, um, the Sorcerer Supreme, Odin. 
um, Ghost Rider and the Phoenix and Starbrand as well. Uh, shift to today and in the new Thebes city, which uh, formerly known as the island of Manhattan, Konshu has kind of consolidated his power. He has all his followers there. He's got Mjolnir and he's got some of the, the Anks with him powered up from um, from the powers stripped from the likes of Doctor Strange and Iron Fist. And he's just contemplating um, what he must do and his power. Um and what lies ahead. And as he is on his throne and with his acolytes, um, an iteration of Mephisto appears in Cowboy Guys and attacks Konshu, but Konshu is ready. Elsewhere, the Avengers, Captain America Blade and Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk, look to, um, I guess, ambush the Moon Train, which has the likes of Doctor Strange and Danny Rand in Sarcophagi, is that right? Sarcophaguses. Um, and they are being held by, again, Conchie's acolytes and some zombified mummies. Uh, She-Hulk, Captain America and Blade make short work of them. Um, and they retrieve the bodies, as well as Robbie Reyes as well, um, who had been um, attacked and his Hell Charger taken from him by Moon Knight. We again shift to an area where Iron Man, Captain Marvel, and the Star Brand, um, in the guise of um, a young baby girl who has been taken under Tony Stark's wing, um, they're being attacked by zombies uh, and Conchu's acolytes as well. Um, Captain Marvel and Tony Stark have an exchange. Carol has an exchange, all to do with responsibilities um, and. Uh, <laughs> And basically the situation with, with this star brand baby uh, that Tony has to kind of figure out what to do as well. Um, and uh, coupled, coupled with that, the, the importance of the star brand, which seems to be passed on to her from um, her mum, who unfortunately died earlier on. Uh, as they are speaking, Carol is attacked by what seems to be the Avatar of Vengeance, the Moon Knight Spirit of Vengeance, uh, Mark Spector, who has the Hell Charger and is in the guise of a Ghost Rider. Uh, Carol is incapacitated while Mark Spector speaks to Iron Man and he mentions a few things which has Iron Man uh, running for the hills uh, as Carol escapes her her bound um, tentacles. She she comes out and uh, she sees tries to save Tony Stark from Moon Knight but sees that he has a purpose to uh, to get the, the star brand, the little baby, far away from Conchu as possible. So off they fly away. Um, back to Conchu's temple, Mephisto is make, uh, defeated soundly, but we soon see that there is a pile of Mephistos which Conchu has um, systematically defeated. Um, and we see Conchu's fear that he um, will never get rid of Mephisto unless he has all the power. So he's still chasing the Star Brand and the Phoenix Force, I believe, and still trying to extract the power of Bust, I imagine, from Black Panther. As a final reveal, we see T'Challa, who has escaped his bondage, uh, and he faces Conchu now, ready to say... Look me in the eyes, Moon God, and I promise you this, one of us will break here today, and it will not be the Black Panther. So that ends issue 35, which um, was quite, I must say, straight off the bat for me, it was a, a much more enjoyable read. It slowed things down finally. I found um, I found issue 1, oh, sorry, issue 33, very enjoyable because it hit the ground running. Issue 2 kept up the pace and I was getting a little worried that things were just moving too fast and a lot of ideas were just thrown at the reader. Finally now in this part three, which mind you is, is a five-parter, so we're right in the middle of this arc. Um, we're starting to actually get a little bit more characterization of Khonshu. Um, we see a bit more of a dynamic with Captain Marvel Carol and Iron Man and what he feels, uh, his feelings towards taking care of the Star Brand. Um, but also a little bit of a play there from Mark Spector. So we're, we're starting to see that Moon Knight is not necessarily working for Khonshu. Um, he has some ideas 
in mind. This was alluded to in, in part two, um, but the fact that um, Tony catches wind that Mephisto is the big bad um, and things have to have to be um have to be addressed anyway uh so i guess like the art here as usual is pretty pretty solid i, I enjoy javier garon's art uh things look luscious here uh the likes of ghost rider moon knight is really cool the one million bc avengers look really good as well tony stark in the iron man suit um it all looks really cool um so got no qualms with that there um Blade, uh, Captain America, She-Hulk look great. Um, I love seeing them there. They they were kind of a little, little of a balm for me, um, because they had nothing to do with the million BC powers and stuff. They are just the Avengers, and they um, they're out to do their thing. Uh, if I start at the very beginning, though, uh, I don't know a little reservations about this caveman having having uh, the power of Conchu. Um, I guess you can take it either way. I mean, Bemis did introduce that Moon Knight was a legacy, uh, like a legacy character, and Conchu um, um, endows um, particular avatars um, or, or figures as being avatars of vengeance. Um, this caveman being the first one, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I think it's been mentioned before as well, like Moon Knight... Sure, he might not be the only Moon Knight out there, but Mark Spector Moon Knight is very different and very distinct because because of the type of person Mark is as well, and and so there's a lot more to it to Moon Knight than than just I guess being the Avatar of Vengeance. Um, so I don't know. I'm divided by it. Um, um, I think it's pretty cool, uh, but I think we have enough legacy characters, don't we? I mean. This pretty much sells it already. I mean, we apparently and and in the, um, is it the Brubaker Matt Fraction? Is it Matt Fraction? I can't remember. the The Iron Fist, the Immortal Iron Fist run, their legacy. Iron Fist is a legacy character. Black Panther's a legacy character. We see Ghost Rider now is a legacy character. Uh, you know, do we really need Moon Knight in there as well? Um, I thought he was a little bit different from that, but anyway. Uh, it is what it is, and uh, and it opens with that. Um, and so there's always been... What I do like what Aaron has done here is that he's given a, a, a greater importance of Conchu um, here. So rather than Conchu being this very obscure deity, which may or may not have been real for Mark Spector, which is a facet that I like, over here at least it shows, and it's saying with um, no reservations that Conchu... Um, is is a powerful being and is always here and is that we rely on Conchu a lot because he controls the moon. Um, so kind of made out to be quite a powerful character. Uh, if we move to the the scene with Conchu, um, I I do like this. Uh, it, it does show Conchu's, I guess, character a bit more through his interactions with his acolytes. Um, uh, basically, and it's it's him saying it as well, but I guess it's also Mark Spector, it's not enough. Um, he's got Mjolnir, he's got the Eye of Agamotto, he's got the other Anks as well, I guess, um, Shao Lao power, um, but he, he this power isn't enough for him. So um, it's not only this thirst for power, but he feels he needs this power to defeat Mephisto. So it's very strange. It's like you can you can kind of see him, see him as bad because he's, he's taken over the island of New York, uh, as New Thebes, but at the same time, he's trying to beat this evil presence. Um, but you can see some unsurety in him as well. And even towards the end, where we see him fighting Mephisto or defeating Mephisto and there being a countless pile of devils, um, it's just not enough. And, and he he really needs... He doesn't seem sure of himself and sure of the power. Um, and I kind of like that. Uh um, the fight with Mephisto is pretty cool. I mean, I like this idea. I don't know why that he's come out like a, a cowboy. I guess he just comes out in many different iterations. Um, yeah, uh, so that, that's a bit of fun, and we see that later on played out. So, again, moving to the Moon Train, um, what I did like here, I really enjoyed Blade's um, interaction here with Captain America, uh, and he was drawn very well. Um, same with Jen Walters, although... 
I found maybe one of her hero shots, I don't know, she just seemed to be massive above Captain America and Blade and I don't know, just seemed a little stilted in that. Um, I loved, I don't know what her power is, she she sprayed some gamma radiation through her mouth to the, to the mummies, uh, but I really love Blade in this, um, and, and uh, Cap, Cap's always good uh, in there as well. Um, so didn't know what to expect, but um, interesting to see that they rescued the likes of Danny Rand, who's got a beard, so he must have been in that sarcophagus for quite a while. Uh, Doctor Strange is also bearded, but he's always got a beard. And uh, and Robbie Reyes um, stuck in those um, those sarcophagus, um, so they're safe at least. Um, I'm hoping we see them back in action. I'm hoping we see their power returned at some point, um, but we'll have to wait and see. I have a feeling that it will be more um, Moon Knight um, versus Conchu and Mephisto somehow, um, and and all of these other Avengers will take a back seat. Um, Except for, I guess, Captain Marvel and Iron Man. Iron Man seems to have an integral role here with um, the star brand Baby, uh, and and she will have a, a big part, I'm sure, in defeating uh, both Conchu and Mephisto. Um, so, yeah, again, a, a little bit more fleshing out. Again, I liked how the pace slowed here with Carol and Tony just chatting away. Uh, it, it was a deliberate, um, I guess, slowing down. Uh so I guess what I'm saying also as well is that um, to read, probably to read this in a trade, like, you know, all all one after the other, um, probably serves better than monthly um, because I can see it. Like, if you can see holistically, the first two issues going at a cracking pace and then if you're, you're reading this as a trade, you, you come up to issue three, it kind of slows things down. And I think it will work better than that rather than it spread out as a serial over over the months because um, I just got a little confused and a little concerned with issue two, uh, but I now see that that Jason Aaron's trying to explain things now, um, and we'll see. I mean, again, I still have a little bit of reservations because we've only got two more parts to go. Um, not much Moon Knight here. Uh, he he's basically shown as the Ghost Rider. I uh, love the use of the the chains and I love the tentacles or this Cthulhu type creature coming from the boot of the hell charger um so carol is easily restrained there um as powerful as she is but um hell you know he's got the power of hell and stuff with him um or at least kind of like hell uh so anyway so this thing about him saying whispering something to to tony has really got him really got him worried um and no, I like it. I like it how Tony's kind of changed. He's on board uh, with it. Uh, and yeah, I guess towards the end, I mean, finally we see, the, as I mentioned, the pile of devils. Uh, I really like seeing T'Challa back here. Uh, we saw him in issue two um, being tortured and, you know, restrained. Uh, I want to see him kind of unleash on Conchu. It'll be very interesting how he goes up against Conchu. Conchu is pretty powerful. Uh, so I don't know what T'Challa has up his sleeve. But um, I guess we'll we'll soon find out. So yeah, I mean, in the scheme of things, what would I give it? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's an improvement uh, from issue two for me. Uh, I'd, I'd still give it maybe a uh, maybe a six out of six and a half out of ten. I don't know if I can't remember if that's the same as what I gave last issue, um, but a, a six and a half. Uh, I think it um, it was enjoyable enough. Uh, I wouldn't say it's totally memorable. Um, I'm, I'm wondering whether the whole event will be memorable, but it is fun if anything. Uh, like I think I mentioned in the group, I think this event will come and go, and uh, whether or not it will be taken up later on, or or, or some of the components remembered. Who's to say? I think it will just be a, a nice, fun five-parter series with the use of Konshu and Moon Knight, but I don't think it will have much impact on Moon Knight character, nor do I think it will have much impact on the TV show, which will probably lean towards more of the classic mould of Moon Knight. Um, so, yeah, six and a half, I'd say I'd give it. So I'd give it a waning gibbous. I always hover around there. I think that's a safe bet 
uh, definitely not a five. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than than it being just passable. Um, much to do with the art here uh, as well, uh, as well as a, a bit more of a bit more of meat to the writing. I think, uh, like I said, there's nothing wrong with action scenes and all that, and and hitting the round, ground running, but it's got to be tempered. You've got to have it contrasting with something. Otherwise, I just keep on thinking of that Hugh Jackman film Van Helsing, which <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone's a fan of, but I found it really, really just an overwhelming kind of. Um, let's throw everything at the wall, let's have an action scene, every scene. Uh, yeah, and that didn't do it any favours. So anyway, loonies, that is, though, those are my thoughts. Um, I'm going to now just uh, throw out some thoughts here that some of the loonies have have passed on as well. So I'm going to open up with our Twitter. So on Twitter, I'll put up a discussion thread and... Uh, and John, uh, the amazing Yan at John Yancheck one, he said, "Glad this issue slowed down a little and gave up some character moments." Me too, John. Me too. Konshu finally getting the adoration he feels he deserves for all the Moon uh, does for us, but still afraid of Mephisto. Stark struggling with this, the issue of caring for baby. It's an odd story, but I'm enjoying. Uh, yeah, thanks, John. I think that pretty much sums it up for me as well. Uh, it is an odd story. Uh, like I said, I probably think I'd love to reread this as when I when I get the trade, uh, and just read the whole five parts one after the other in my hands. You, you know, I'm actually reading all of these digitally. Um, I'd like to read it old school, and uh, maybe that might change my mind. Uh, I still have my perception of what Moon Knight I'd like to see. Uh, this isn't it, but it is fun nevertheless. So, yeah, so thank you. Thank you there, John. Uh, also, I'm going to jump over now to our Facebook group. And um, and so we've got a few here. I put out another another call for any any comments because um, it was... Getting a little little sparse. I was a little worried. I uh, didn't know whether people were reading it or or whether people had an opinion of it. Uh, just keen to know. So uh, thank you to, I'll say, first one, Gian Rafina. Um, I've seen Gian uh, banding about in our group, so good to hear from you as well. Uh, he says, uh, while it may have a lot of silly moments, I am still curious to see how it leads up to and what role Mark will play in it. Uh, yeah, me too. I I think Mark will will uh, he'll be the 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 go to guy. I think he he'll be the guy that will go up against Konshu, um, with maybe Tony Stark, um, with the Starbrand baby. I think I think we'll see those two with the baby go up against Konshu and Mephisto, uh, and and then magically at the end all the powers to to Iron Fist and Doctor Strange and all that will be brought back. I'm not too sure how Black Panther factors into it he which will be a bit of an anticlimax. He might get just soundly defeated early next issue um and then just his power absorbed. Um but uh that's the way I say it played out for for Moon Knight. Uh we have the, the power, power of, of Chad, Chad here. Always good to hear from you Chad. Uh, and Chad mentions here, let me just expand this up. Uh, this issue threw a few curveballs. I did not expect the Mephisto ad, inf- uh, ad infinitum, uh, infinite, how do you say it? Infinitum, ad infinitum. Um, and really didn't expect the Hellcharger to bring non Euclidean storage options with it. I enjoy Tony and Mark. Having relatively sane conversation with without one writing the other off out of anger or disability, for once they're on the same page but reading from opposite lines. I think the Phoenix will come from an unexpected OG mutant and not in a traditional way as Aaron lives uh, to trip up expectations. Yeah, interesting, interesting thoughts there, Chad, and you're you're probably on course to to seeing it all unfold. Of course, Phoenix is one of the big forces that hasn't been plundered yet. Um, and we know from solicitations that Enter Phoenix is going to be the big, the big event after the Age of Conchu. So the tagline is "Exit the Age of Conchu, Enter Phoenix." Um, so whether or not we see the Phoenix in the Age of Conchu, I'm not sure. We might get a little bit of a tease at the end, um, or mention that you know the Phoenix Force is still out of reach for everyone, and we might get a bit of a tease as to who has it that will lead us into uh, Enter the Phoenix Force. 
So thank you, Chad. Uh, the third one we have here from Rick Ball. Rick Gentu, so good to hear from Rick. And he says, I have not read this, so this will be cool. Uh, I feel this issue is fine at best. Uh, there's not a ton of plot progression. And it's a pretty slow story, uh, and I'm invested in it. I like that it's starting to connect many of the plot threads that have been building this entire run. Also, it's interesting how Moon Knight seems to understand he's in the wrong here, yet continues to side against the Avengers, at least for now. Yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic, Rick, and I kind of like it. Um, We know that Moon Knight's always a lone wolf, and I think I mentioned this before as well. Uh, He's going against the Avengers because um, I don't believe he thinks that they can... um, they can carry out the the task at hand uh, and so i think he's really going it alone and he's playing both well he's played them but he's playing conchu as well um so he's not giving conchu everything i think he wants to eventually usurp conchu and defeat mephisto as well but i think he'll have help from tony stark uh, and or the star brand and or captain marvel at least because that contingent to the side they've um they seem to be progressing nicely um whether or not the she-hulk blade and and captain america they may well do um but it looks like they're more of a um uh search and rescue so far so they've done their job um i'm not sure whether they'll have much impact in in the scheme of things against mephisto but thank you for your thank you for your comments um I'm going to also jump now to... I think there was a one short one. I'm just going to move to our Facebook page. And uh, what we have here from Billy Brooks, I believe. Let me just pull this bad boy page up. Uh, not that one. And so from... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. My my, my bad. Uh, from Brandon Bartley Chambers. We have a... Okay, so I've actually been having a pretty good time with this arc, Brandon says. Yeah, it's nuts, and yeah, i got no idea what the star brand is or why it matters, but this issue showcased a great mission with Cap, Blade, and She-Hulk. Their rapport was good, and I especially like Blade's joke about not being Canadian. I'm definitely pumped to see where things go. My question is, where does Moon Knight go after this arc? I'm assuming they'll hit the reset button somehow by the end of issue 37. Yeah, um, Brandon, I'm not too sure. I think the easy answer for that is um, I think they will hit the reset button. I think Moon Knight will, you know, continuity anyway in Marvel is shot. So I think um, after this adventure, um, Moon Knight will either revert to his street-level self uh, with no connection to having um, been given godlike powers by Conchu. I think that will all be stripped. It might be even be stripped at the end of this uh, this arc, uh, but that's the way I see it going. Um, yeah, I did love the the reconnaissance with the Cap, Blade, and She Hulk, and yeah, uh, as I mentioned, Blade uh, was was very entertaining to read. So I think Aaron has a good handle of Blade. There has enough. He's got a little bit of sass, doesn't he? So um, so I enjoyed that. Um, I'm just going to go quickly to another uh, page here. Let's see if I can get any note. Uh, All right, what I'll do, I do have an email here as well. uh, And this is from Derek from TV Podcast Industries. Derek, always, always cool to hear from you. Uh, interesting to hear your thoughts here. So Derek writes on email, Just a few thoughts on the latest issue of Age of Conchu. I like the balance of storytelling and action better than last issue. A bit more detail behind why Conchu is pissed at not being included in the original prehistoric Avengers. Very good point. Uh, I enjoyed the repeating battles with Mephisto. The idea that he's fighting through the hordes of hell for his two-second revenge... Uh, for his two-second... Uh, revenge fight against Conchu was great. The banter between Tony and Carol, Carol while they're protecting Brandy Star is pretty fun, but my favourite line was Blade saying he liked Steve Rogers because uh, for once he's not the oldest guy on the team. Uh, also, She-Hulk making herself angry gave me a good laugh. That was funny too as well. Uh, lots more good stuff in the issue that I'm sure you'll be discussing. Looking forward to Black Panther versus Conchu next time. Me too. Excited to hear your thoughts. Uh, thank you so much, Derek, and uh, great points that you pointed out there as well, especially Conchu 
being kind of on the outer and, and being a little a little salty at not being part of the original Avengers. Uh, that is a very good point indeed, because uh, that factors into, I guess, his makeup of of how he. Um, how he relates to the one million BC, those those original Avengers. Um, definitely the quips from Aaron are on point as well from Blade uh, and She-Hulk as well. You just reminded me that was very funny indeed. Uh, but thank you, Derek, as well. Uh, there was one other one. I was just trying to find it. I believe it was from Billy Brooks. Uh, sorry, Billy, I can't find the exact um, post of yours. But I think you did mention something along the lines of you just want your um, uh, OG Moon Knight back and not the MU version, MCU version uh, that we see currently in the run. Uh, yeah, look, I, I can understand your your concerns and your frustrations as well. Um, Moon Knight is very much depicted as a different figure here, um, but we are exploring more of the the conscious side of it. And again, this is an Avengers book, so um, as you say, and, and as frustrating as it is, um, the writers who are writing mainly for the Avengers will take toys from the other sandpits and use them as they see fit. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, Moon Knight is, is used in a, a lot more of a, a grandiose manner here, a lot more than what we are familiar with, with the Doug Mensch and the Bill Sankiewicz run, say for instance, or the Charlie Houston run of 2006. Um, but hopefully, look, it's going to be a short-lived thing. It's five parts. It's going to be over in a couple of issues. Hopefully you can find some joy in, in this five-parter, as even if it's just like a, a bit of a, um, a throwaway entertainment. Um, so, yeah, but thank you for your thoughts anyway. Um, always good to hear from you. Now, finally as well, we have uh, we have some thoughts here from... Uh, Phil, so Drop King Phil, uh, let me just make sure that this all is all happening. Uh, okay, so Phil, uh, yeah, I'd say um, I'd say t- take it away. Sorry, I'm just fiddling with technical here. I'm trying to do it all on the fly. Uh, take it, take it away, Phil. Hello, Ray, and uh, all the loyal loonies out there. This is Phil from the Capes and Lunatics and Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcasts. Uh, just, I read Avengers 35, Age of Conchu Part 3, and oh my god. Not Conchu, but uh, anyway, again, another intriguing issue we see that just like with a lot of the other, well, well, the Avengers characters we've gotten in previous issues, I guess Khonshu had an avatar even a million years ago. Um, and again, Khonshu just, I don't know what's going on with this character. If he's truly as evil as he appears, or if he's being manipulated and... Gunslinger Mephisto, I'm just, ugh. Can, can can some Mephisto give us back Spider-Man's marriage? And yes, no, I will never stop making that joke. And no, it's not a joke. I want Spider-Man's marriage back. Anyway, uh, I like that we get some Captain America. We really haven't gotten a lot of Captain America in this arc. Um, I like what we did with the She-Hulk. I'm assuming this comes before Empire. No spoilers. Uh, Blade, I, I don't know, I didn't always buy that if, you know, should Blade be on an, on a team with Avengers, but I buy it here. Um, and the, I don't know, the thing, I mean, we got Captain Marvel and Iron Man, I don't know, just, I get that Tony Stark is freaked out, but just between this and what we're getting with Tony Stark currently in Empire, I'm just... I don't know why we're, I don't know, it just seems like, I know everybody can't be the hero, be the number one hero of a story, but it's just, it just seems like they're breaking down Tony Stark for some reason, and I don't know why. If it was just the one one story, one or the other, I can maybe see it, but I don't know why we're just, 
give just hurt i don't know just breaking down the character of tony stark like this especially since the end of iron man 2020 is coming and we're supposed to have like a big triumphant return of tony stark in september maybe that's the reason are we breaking down the character so in the new creative team can i don't know are is this going to be leading to you know like a, a purely primal i don't want to say primal but a pure tony stark of the comics once again who i feel he's been influenced by uh robert downing jr in the mcu in the last at least decade um so yeah so like i said <laughs> waiting to see what happens with iron man next month i'm intrigued to see how what happens with ghost rider at the end of this arc uh is something going to happen to Conchu? Is Mark and Conchu's relationship going to withstand whatever comes at the end of this story? And pff, let's just face it. I mean, Conchu with Thor's hammer versus Black Panther. I mean, come on. Royal Rumble. Seriously. All right. So, again... Thank you for giving me time, Ray, and thank you everyone for listening to me babble, and I can't wait for the next issue, can't wait to hear all the stuff Ray has planned for this podcast, and remember, catch me on the Capes Lunatics, Capes Lunatics Sidekicks podcast. Alright, till next time, catch ya. Yes, thank you, Phil. Always fun to hear from you. Um, yeah, so really interesting thoughts that you said. I can't really speak much about the Iron Man side of things. I'm I'm slowly getting caught up to speed with the Iron Man titles. I haven't touched Empire as well. But um, it's interesting to hear what you say, that, uh, that the way he's been handled here, it may conflict with, I guess, what the plans are for, for Tony Stark uh eventually when they do that that um that new series which is going to come out soon so uh yeah i I don't know uh it's it's gonna have to be one of those wait and see things for me as well um yeah and i'm not too sure what's happening in empire as well i think i think i read the first issue of empire and there was this thing about this inner monologue with tony stark about um i don't know about him there's some sort of internal struggle or something that he had or some some sort of yearning that he wanted to um that he felt he he was compelled to do uh but anyway some loonies probably know way more than me about the empire but thank you phil uh and and also yeah i'm not sure about your uh your comment at the end there about uh conchu with black panther royal rumble i don't know i i see it as really one-sided but um you know with conchu and mjolnir but I guess you should never underestimate T'Challa. I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve. He's been beaten. I think he's been stripped of some of his equipment. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, let's just hope, as I say, that it's not anticlimactic and he just gets pummeled in the first page of next issue and just assimilated. <laughs> um, well, again, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, a huge thank you, Phil. A huge thank you, everyone, for for leaving in some thoughts. It's always interesting to to hear um, because I'm just, you know, as you can hear, I'm just going solo here as the high priest. I've only got my thoughts to go with, and uh, a lot of them may be wrong. <laughs> They're just my thoughts and opinions. So, um, it, it, uh, hearing from everyone else really does add a lot of variety. Uh, and uh, makes me think as well a bit more uh, about the issues and the events of uh, the Age of Conchu. Anyway, loonies, that pretty much wraps it, I think, for this issue, this episode. Um, a shorter one. It was originally going to be a reaction episode, uh, but just due to some scheduling <coughs> scheduling issues and recordings, uh, I've had to push it back, and it's uh, now just become kind of like a, a standard review of this issue. So... Uh, at the moment, we're tracking Part 3, Age of Conchu. Uh, for me, it's been kind of a, just a little bit above middle of the road. Uh, certainly, it's not going to be one of the ones that I will be revisiting over and over again, but I'm I'm curious as to see how it's going to wrap up in the last two parts. Uh, the art is, is great. I, I do like the art. It's a different style. Uh, Moon Knight comes across as less... Uh, 
uh, it's got that less obviously less kind of sketchy look um, but in the same keeping of say even the, the latest run of Bemis um, with uh, Jason Burroughs's uh, fantastic art um, anyway so uh, we'll have to wait and see whenever uh, well next month when uh, when issue 30 what are we 36 uh, will arrive and we'll again we'll do a new comic book review again I don't know whether I'll just try and do a, a quick fire rea- reaction episode or if I have a guest on and we uh, we discuss and review the issue more intimately or, or thoroughly or both uh, anyway so next phase loonies will be our episode 161 and uh, we'll be looking again at a full moon. It will be a full moon if you look up into the sky. And it will be another moon and stars segment. And I thought in keeping with the, the huge mistake that I made with our audio commentary, we might as well follow it through. So um, I'm hoping to have uh, Chad with me again. Uh, he was on there with uh, with Alex Robson um, a few episodes ago when we did the audio commentary for Maximum Venom. Uh, part one so we'll be doing part two again in the lead up because part three will have moon Knight in it uh might as well do part two we don't want to miss out any we don't want to have any gaps uh so part two will be interesting we'll, we'll get to see how the the symbiotes i guess form and we'll have a, a lot of a a better grounding for when we finally do tackle part three which will have moon Knight in it which was released a few months ago uh i've already watched it i'm sure many loonies have as well it was uh it was entertaining uh, a very different take on moon Knight. Uh, i'm looking forward to it but uh yeah let's get through part two first so that will be in the following week um again if you want to be privy to bonus material similar to what I mentioned at the top of the show uh, the exclusive interviews with Terry Kavanagh and Howard Mackey uh, please consider becoming a Patreon member uh, just go to patreon.com slash ITK and uh, and see if there are any of the tiers take your fancy also I, I have been notified that there is an option for uh, annual membership as well so I'm going to have to look into that and if that um, is more pleasing to some loonies out there or who want to to become annual members um please just uh, hit me up with uh with questions and i'll see if i can make that happen but i should have that uh, up and running on our patreon page um after i give it some uh some research uh, also, as well, again, a big thank you to our sponsors, Hello Headphones. If you use the code ITK Moon Knight, you'll get a 10% off their online store. Go get yourself another pair of headphones or earphones if you like. As well as Dreamland Comics, use the code Moon and you'll get a a, a whopping 20% off their store. So any of your back issues that you may want to retrieve or um, complete for your set, go check out Dreamland Comics. They're really good. Uh, also, as well, uh, I shall also make mention of uh, we had the fantastic Sandy on. Um, so, night underscore underscore shop. It's on Instagram. Uh, he sells a lot of back issue comics as well. Uh, go hit him up with a DM. Uh, just mention ITK Moon Knight and he'll give you 15% off any of the stuff that he has on offer and that you may want to buy. Um, and finally, as well, just affiliate members to Entertainment Earth. Now, oh, this is another thing. Uh, so if you want to collect your action figures, um, go through them as well. And um, any purchase that you make through our link will, will help our show as well. Incidentally, I don't know about loonies out there. I've seen a few posts, which is fantastic. Uh, the Walgreens exclusives of, of Moon Knight, the Marvel Legends. Uh, I've managed to order that myself Um and for anyone who's looking for it outside of the US, uh, please try Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I dot, uh, dot UK, or, or um, I'd try the dot com AU, uh, dot com dot AU here, um, and you can still pre-order it. Um, so I've ordered myself a, a, a figure, so I can't wait. I'm glad I haven't missed out on that, but they're getting quite hard to find, uh, quite expensive on eBay, so, uh, so try out Zavi. Um, and they might help you if you're still looking. Uh, finally, as well, we are part of the collective, so a band of like-minded podcasters. Uh, I'm going to mention not only the collective, but um, a couple of other special shows as well. So, of course, we have Adelaide Rising, a comic book podcast. 
there's also the likes of Signal of Doom and We Are Venomaniacs, a Venom podcast, all part of the collective um, and all great podcast shows in their own right. Uh, a little plug to the new show that I do monthly. Uh, I'll be monthly now going. Uh, joined with Saren, who was one of the co-hosts of Adelaide Rising. We are doing a Spider-Woman podcast. It's called To Know Her Is To Fear Her. Go check it out. We've got episode one done already. Uh, today I recorded with Saren and with none other than Carla Pacheco, the current writer of Spider-Woman. We had a good old yarn, and that's going to be coming out um, on our episode two in which we will be um, discussing issue three. And um, and we had so much fun talking to Carla about um, about issues one and two and everything in between, um, her writing, um, her character, the way that she, she wrote her characters, stuff like that. So it was a really fun time. Go check it out. Um, and we'll be monthly with each release of the new Spider-Woman issues there as well. Uh, also, again today, I also recorded The Last Sons of Krypton with my co-host Connor, um, so that will be coming out soon as well. Keep an eye out. Uh, it may be out already. Uh, and we covered a, a cool crossover, Sp- Superman and Thundercats. Uh, if you are a child of the 80s, then you would know Thundercats. And you would love them, as do I. So uh, that was a really fun one-shot. It was like an annual size issue. Uh, really fun to see Superman and the Thundercats. Lino interact. Really fun stuff. Uh, and also as well, um, uh, the end of the month is approaching and I will be on a monthly show of the uh, the Ultimate Spider Cast with Dropking Phil who sent that awesome audio feedback on the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast alongside Matt Kona and we'll be looking at Funeral uh, for an Octopus um, that was a three-parter. Um, includes Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, but also Spider-Man and uh, and the Sinister Six, some of them as well. And that was a lot of fun to read. So uh, that'll be coming out the last Tuesday of this month. Um, so go go check it out. That might be yeah, actually that might have dropped before this this episode. So um, there you go, plenty to listen to. Finally, you can email us on itkmoonnight at gmail We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We have a website. As mentioned before, we're on Patreon. And uh, check out Podchaser. And incidentally, with Podchaser and Apple Podcasts, um, if you leave us a review, uh, that would really help us expand the show and reach other loonies out there who may not necessarily know that we're here. Um, So anyway, loonies, thank you so much for listening to this review. Thank you again to everyone who sent some feedback and uh, I'll leave you with it. And as as always, may Con... Oh, I was about to say, may Connor. No. May Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch ya. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.